Welcome to Transmission Radio, an anecdotal advice podcast for transgender and non-binary people. We would like to state for the record that no one at Transmission is an expert. We are merely people who are using their lived experiences to talk amongst each other and talk to listeners like you. Any advice you take is under your own discretion. We take no responsibility for someone's actions who listen to this podcast. We do wish to help people, but I'd like to restate we're not experts. Instead, think of us as friends. Hey, it's getting late on the 9th, Wednesday. Um, we just finished recording a totally reprise, and I wrote this earlier. Um, I talked to Ashley and Jules, and you probably hear something from them at some point on this episode. Um, that's separate from this because, uh, anyway, I'm just going to read what I wrote. Um, this is an episode about coming out. It was recorded about three weeks ago when it was much easier to come out. I think you'll hear me take that for granted here if I remember everything right. Uh, last week, something horrifying, well, yesterday, now that I'm reading this, uh, happened in the U.S. I'm sure you guys all know, and I think we're all just trying to figure out how exactly we handle that. We all have friends and family here at stake. If you're listening to this show, you probably have a second family or a first family here who's just as scared as everybody else. Um, We can't... Don't feel obligated to jump up and start fighting. It's... it's, I, I can't demand that. That's a ridiculous notion. I'll probably be just as tired as everybody else within the next two weeks. Um, If you've seen me on Twitter in the last week, I want to hope that even by the time this episode drops, I've still been yelling and screaming. It's really hard to do, uh, but as I'm talking about this right now, I feel like I have the full four years of fight in me. I don't know if that's true or not. What I will say is that we can't survive without banding together. We're a family. At least I like to think we are. I haven't felt closer to people since I started, you know, coming out to everybody, and I guess that's why it's important. It's also very important that you take care of yourself. You are the most important thing that you have. There's nothing more important than making sure that you, yourself, can stay alive. You matter, and it doesn't matter who's in charge of the country. Uh, This is always true. You matter. If you need help, reach out. If there's nobody nearby, think about calling a suicide line. For the purposes of this podcast, the line to reach in the U.S. is the Trans Lifeline, uh, 877-565-8860. Um, I don't know many more. I didn't look up many more. Um, But they're out there, and you can find them, uh, and they can help you. Anything is better. Don't... We don't want to lose anybody over this. We're going to. But we don't want to. And if this helps anybody, that's that's what I want. So just, just stay alive out there, everybody. But as a whole... We're not going to stop doing this podcast, any other podcasts on the network, anything like that. If there's anything I refuse to be after finding my voice and coming out, it's silenced. We'll be here every month, we'll talk about being trans, and we'll keep doing this for as long as it's safe to continue doing. Um, you can find me at your friend Molly on Twitter, uh, Y-E-R. Ashley is at Yuri underscore librarian, and Jules is at Gatsby Low. Um... I'm going to be much more open to messages than I sound like at the end of this episode, too. Um, I was feeling real nervous that day. 
it's worse now, which is why I have to be more open, right? Hmm. It's going to be a long four years. Might be a long eight years. Might be a long 12 years. I don't know. But I know that together and within ourselves, we can find the strength to be okay. No matter how this ends up going. We just need to stay alive long enough for it to get better. And we have to make it better. Stay safe out there. Hello, Ashley here. I just wanted to say something pretty quick, which is that uh, since recording this and uh, at, uh, Molly's intro that you just heard, uh, we did a live stream on the Video Entropy Twitch channel. Um, it's about three hours, so I don't think it'll be up on the RSS feed of Transmission Radio. Um, but it's just me, uh, Ashley, uh, Molly, and Jules talking about what's been going on, our feelings about it. We get into some pretty tough subjects, um, and then we also talk about uh, how horny we all are, because of course we do. Um, so if you would like to, you can check that out, and... Then also just, like always, be good to one another. Be good to your fellow trans people and cis people. It's going to get really difficult for us trans people and non-binary people, and you're going to have to be there to help us. You may have to take a, a, a beating for us, and I appreciate it, but hey, that's how it goes sometimes, right? Okay. Uh, oh. Hey, uh, has everyone taken their pills? Yep. Yep, just took mine, and I had to remind a certain someone. Listen. Listen. I'm very busy. Don't, don't get on my case. I have to take an extra pill now, and I still remember to take mine on time. <sighs> Hello, and welcome to uh, Transmission Radio, the anecdotal advice, the anecdotal amateur advice podcast. Yes. About uh, transgender and non-binary issues and people. Yeah. That's Ashley. Uh, yeah, I'm Ashley. Uh, I'm Molly. And I'm Jules. Uh, and this... I was going to say this week. It's not this week. This is not a weekly podcast. This month... Jesus. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about coming out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, right now... Uh, today We're recording this on Halloween... <laughs> Well, um, November 1st for me, because I'm in the future! Fuck, Woo! fuck. Fucking Australia. Um, so we're gonna be, we are recording this here on Halloween anyway. Ashley is in my apartment in Seattle. Hey! Hey! Um, and this is, this is, I was gonna say, somewhat topical because, uh, National Coming Out Day was in October. Um, and I think all three of us kind of had a reaction to it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly because it's a very weird and difficult topic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, uh, I don't know. I've, I've been trying to think a lot about this for this podcast and trying to think about what um, coming out actually entails because it's much more than just a reveal, right? Yeah. God, yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> like, 
for for us specifically, um, it's more like a reveal, and that's when everything starts. That, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's the early. <laughs> you don't. It doesn't stop. <laughs> right. That's the, that's the other thing. Coming out does not stop. Um, as much <laughs> as unfortunate as that is, uh, coming out is something that happens every day. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a common occurrence. Yes, it's a common occurrence. Um, you you come out to people you know. You have to, and that's, I'll be honest, that's a big reason why I left California. Um, I moved to Seattle. Uh, f- uh, when you hear this, it will have been five months. Oh my god, it has um, been five months, hasn't it? Five yeah. months. Wow. It's been five months. Um, I left because there is a history of a boy in California who does not exist. And I don't want to have to deal with letting everyone know that. Um... But we're going to be telling more coming out stories uh, rather than... Well, we'll probably reminisce a little bit about what coming out actually ends up meaning over time. I mean, it has a um, very personal meaning, like everything else to do with this for each of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, who should go first? Anybody? Oh, that's one of the things no one wants to raise their hand first, especially with this topic. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> okay, Ashley will go first. Uh, I went first last time, so... I mean, I could go first this time if you want. It, up to you. Yeah, fuck it. That's, <laughs> yeah. That was also my approach to coming out. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I think that's the approach a lot of us take in the end. Um, it's actually a very funny story. Um, I first... The first person... And I'm gonna make this... For me personally, it's gonna be less about people I know online... And more about people I knew in person. Um, Because that was the more difficult part. I could tell anybody online that I was a girl. And that was no problem for Mm -hmm. me. But once I have to look somebody in the eye Mm. uh, and deal with that, that was the uh, not easy part. The first one was my sister. Well, the first one was my brother. But that was also online because we were talking in the same chat room when I was talking about this stuff, and he was just immediately cool about it. So that's cool. Like, yeah. it, my brother's great. I love him to death. He's the he's the person I miss the most in California. Um, but around Christmas time, and I had, I had figured this out around Halloween 2014. So Christmas 2014, um, I had started buying girl clothes. I had some stuff in my room. Um, and I had an old keyboard stand uh, that I was using as a drying rack mm. for some tights I had. Um, and my sister came in because she was looking for her cat. Um, and she knocked on my door and asked if she could come in. Um, and I forgot I had all that stuff out uh, because it was just a part of my room at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she came in and she started petting the cat and she looks around and she goes, have you been sneaking a girl in here? <laughs> <laughs> Which and I is really funny knowing when, you now. Like, am I trying to imagine yeah. that? I yeah no okay. I'll, I'll tell the whole story and I'll get to it. But like, my initial reaction in my head was like, sorta. <laughs> 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 um, but at that point, like, I could not come up with a sufficient lie. Like, I couldn't. So I just said, no, that those are mine. And so she goes, are you a cross-dresser? And I went, well, no. 
that's not... Um, so I started explaining, um, and she was cool about it, and she didn't tell anyone, and I'll give her the credit there. Um, and as she was walking out of my room, she looks back at me, and she just looks me dead in the eye, and she goes, does this mean you're a lesbian? And I go, uh, yeah. And she goes, tight. And then just walks out. (laughs) Uh, so, um, that was the first one. And then eventually... I was just, I was wringing my hands over when I should tell my parents. Uh, and that was the worst one. Oh. Um, yeah. And I did it individually months apart, uh, which was kind of a nightmare. Um, mm. I, I told my mom. And the thing about it is you want, or maybe I wanted, a reaction. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted something. And it's not that they didn't care. It's that they, it didn't mean anything to them, you know? Which I guess, you know, that's still me. I haven't changed. Nothing's different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, I, I wanted something more, and I don't know what I could have gotten that was more that I wanted, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, with my dad... Uh, of course, both of them immediately ask about, like, surgery and all that stuff. Like, let's not talk about my dick. Let's not do that today. Um, my mom was sweet. She was nice. Um, my dad just went, okay. Sure. And then refused to acknowledge me after that. Like, at all. Um, there was a point, and this probably doesn't belongs in the family episode at some point but after coming out um with him uh we stopped talking for a long time and i don't think it was malicious or maybe it was fuck i don't know but he um he never he never tried to understand i guess is the thing you know he um (laughs) <laughs> and right before I moved, that's what he ended up telling me was, I don't really get your thing. And I told him, I don't need you to get it. Like, I yeah. don't yeah, I no, don't need no. you to understand. You don't have to. I don't expect you to. Um, but he um, basically just handed me a list of therapists and said, okay, here you go. Uh, and that was it when I came out to him. Um, I came out to my older sister at Thanksgiving the next year. Um, because I never saw her. Yeah. Um, and she was just confused and didn't say anything. So, uh, as you can see with my family, we're batting a thousand on no emotional reactions. (laughs) Um, when I came out to everyone, um, this was after I got back from a trip to Ireland to meet a uh, friend of the show, Weed Lord Vegeta. Uh, and he... Dan. I was about to say, like, on this <laughs> yeah, show I, of all I have, shows, yeah, I know, we still call I know. him Weed Lord I Vegeta. Wanted, I wanted to sneak that in there. Gotta, gotta maintain the brand. I gotta keep the brand alive. I just... Um, for him. I seriously was just sitting there keeping my lips pursed, going, Oh, Molly. God damn it. <laughs> Molly. Um, currently Ween Lord Vegeta. Currently Ween Lord Vegeta. Right? He, he'll probably revert back at some point. He'll be back tomorrow. Um, 
But anyway, um, I was over there for his wedding, uh, and I was closeted the whole time. By choice. By choice. Um, they told me if I wanted to wear a dress and be Molly to their wedding, that was fine. And I decided I would not be the, you know, the... Eyesore is not the right word. The attraction, the attention getter at that wedding. Yeah. So I just went with the tux. It was awful. No. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, yeah, it was bad. Um, awful. Yeah, the wedding was great. The the dressing up. Other ladies, great. <laughs> yes, not for me. Um, but for the last few days of that trip, I was just out. Uh, because we went back to their place, um, uh, away from the family. And that was the main point was like, once I was away from that, I just got to be Molly again for, uh, you know, like four or five days. And then I realized I was going back to California where that was not going to be true anymore. And it was just going to be back to my old dead name. Everything was like that. And it stayed like that for, let's say five days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One night No joke Here's how this went down I was talking to Pris on Skype um, And I was having a very bad day Pain wise Because it's the middle of winter Oh right Um, yeah And I had taken a couple painkillers And I was feeling very brave Oh boy (laughs) (laughs) Always a good set of circumstances (laughs) I had a little bit of, uh, what do they call it when it's pills and courage? Not alcohol, not liquid courage. Not but Dutch courage. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I had a little bit of narcotic courage. Not courage, yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> I posted on Facebook uh, that I was super tired of all of this, uh, that I was, um, I think that, let's see, what's at that point? If I started in August... That is five months into hormone replacement therapy. Uh, I told everyone to not ask about my dick. <laughs> I told everyone. <laughs> it's a real thing that we have to actually point that oh, out yeah. to people. That Don't ask about the downstairs. Come on. Don't. Any other. In what, in what world is it appropriate to ask me about that? Like, right? Like. It's just such an inappropriate question that I never realized until it was me. Like... Or until somebody pointed it out. The only times I can see that being appropriate from a relative stranger are either A, in a medical scenario, which involves that area, or B, if you're in some hyper-stereotypical fraternity and you call the the person bra. Like... (laughs) (laughs) What's your dick like, bruh? Yeah, bruh. Bra, bra. Let me check out that dick game. Bro, what's your penis yeah, situation like, bro? No homo, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, be gay fraternities, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There have to be gay fraternities. Oh, come on, I would um, hope so. At this point. Yeah, really. It's 2016. Um, I'm I'm honestly waiting for that Facebook post to come back around on like the memories thing. Oh God, yeah. Just to see what it was like. I fucking never considered that. Oh, jeez. Um, I, it was, it was a positive response. I did get a very positive response. Um, although I made sure of that because before posting that, I deleted everyone I thought would give me a negative response. Yep. 
Uh, just smart, yeah, smart, smart just to just to keep myself sane. There's nothing wrong with taking that you know safety measure. Yeah, so I woke up the next morning, uh, because I woke up the next morning, not like hungover, but I woke up a little groggy and went, "Oh fuck, what did I do?" <laughs> like, oh fuck, <laughs> I did that, didn't I? Just woke up I, covered in estro. Yeah. <laughs> Just pills him oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so that's how I ended up coming out to everybody. Um, and it took so long to get it right. It, I still correct people. That's the thing. Don't think coming out is the end. Do oh, not think. Jesus no. Christ, no. And I, and I know this may be like an obvious thing to say, but I want to be very clear. Coming out is the very first thing you do. After realizing who you are, maybe, and figuring out what you want, coming out, and then you have to deal with this for the rest of your life. Yeah. I, like, I tend to get people to imagine, like, say you have a car you don't always, like, necessarily need to use. You still have to start it up. You still have to turn the in, in, in the ignition to start it up. That's basically yes. coming out. You have to do that every once in a while. Yeah, and then you have to start avoiding cars on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the rest of it, is just staying alive. Um, <clears throat> and, like, that sounds... Like, I'm sure that sounds scary to a lot of people who probably haven't come out yet. But I also just think that you should know that. Yeah. That should be... Yes, yes. I just don't want to... I don't want this to be something where you think you're scot-free once you do it. Like, that's what it always feels like on coming out day. And that's my big problem with the day like National Coming Out Day is because that's the beginning. It's something that absolutely should be celebrated and enjoyed. And if you come out on that day, fucking more power to you. That's great. I love that you're out. Don't think it's the end. Yeah. Do not think it's going to make sure that nobody ever misgenders you again. <laughs> make sure that you don't think that it's going to protect you from anything. In fact, it probably makes it scarier. But being half in the closet was the worst time of my life. That was the worst yeah, five so or six months. Better. Yeah, it's so much better all the way out. It does. Um, and that's... Those are all the times I came out. I mean, I came out to you guys online... I posted a lot of nice things on a forum that we share. Um, my f- my friend Roxy, who lives up here, um, when I came out, sent me a message that said, hey, when are we going to start you on those girl pills? And I said, you know, I'm not sure. I think I'm cool. And then a month later, I went, okay, you were right. And she just laughed forever. It, it's so it's so weird, like how soon you want that shit. Yeah, it was it was one month, like literally yeah. one month. Yeah, because you th- like you'll think you'll be okay with it without it. Yeah, and then you aren't. No, no, it's, God, it's no. not even peer pressure. It's just like, no, wait, why am I stopping myself? Yeah, yeah. like why am I holding myself back? Yeah, like if you if there are people who don't take you know any hormones or anything. And, you know, they make it work, and that's good. But if you're the type of person who feels like they need it, like, you make that switch pretty quick, it feels like. Yeah. If you're able to. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's pretty much how it went for me. 
Jules. Yeah, I was about to elect myself anyway. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so we're going in the opposite direction of the first episode. Yeah, I'm going to let you get last. Nice. (laughs) Nice. We'll sort out a system at some point. We'll have a weird algorithm to figure out who goes next. So, um... Uh, That video is another one bites the dust. (laughs) (laughs) My whole deal is that... Oh, God, how do I even start? I've been thinking about this a lot recently, um, especially because... I actually still am kind of half in the closet in a lot of ways. Yeah, you are. Um, Yeah. Like, to my immediate surroundings, I'm out. Like, completely. But anything just past those borders is still, like, murky territory at the moment. Um, I wouldn't say it's as clear-cut in some ways, but, but, well, I'll get into it. So basically, uh... First person I came out to in, uh, like face to face was my girlfriend, and that was September 2013, and that was very soon after I'd had a discussion with someone and realized that I'm not cis. Uh, hadn't really decided I was a trans woman yet, but I realized that I wasn't cis. Yeah, and mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of um, I don't remember the exact timing of it, but I think I basically came out to a when I went over to her place as we were getting ready to go out to a party together. I don't have the mm. best timing with coming out. I'm gonna... I'm just gonna... No, that that's out. not... That's... Yeah. I think that... I think it just... It just... I blooded it out. Yeah, I mean, at some point, it's just gonna burst out of you. I think that was because... That was... Uh, my girlfriend and I, we don't live together, and we only get to see each other, like, once every couple... Uh, you know, once or twice a week. Just because, you know, it's not a huge distant issue. It's more just timing and scheduling and the fact that we both still live at home. But yeah. 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 After realizing that I'm not cis, that was the, like, a day or two after. And that was the first time I was going to see her that week. And it just spilled out of my mouth. God, you did it within days, huh? Yeah. Um, just because her and I were always open with everything. And, yeah. Um,. We, we just got that agreement to just always be honest about that stuff. And so, yeah, uh, she was really accepting. She was really great about it. She volunteered to paint my toenails. Aww. Um, admittedly, there, have been t- there were tough times after that, uh, just because... I was going to say, I remember a lot of issues with that yeah, one. Um, mostly... Due to number factors, a she's Christian. B she comes from a more not. I'm not going to say like outright extremely conservative household, but just more like you know, in air quotes, old fashioned in some ways. Sure. Um, yeah. And the fact that because if I you know she and her church themselves, um, you know, her now former church uh, was very conservative, so coming up to her would have meant that wouldn't have to mean her exposing herself to her family and her church and her very tight-knit community, and that puts stress on her, and then her actually, through me, realizing that she's bisexual. And then coming to that realization, having that extra pressure on her, and then just also her trying to understand this as a, a cisgender woman and such, and it was just a lot of stuff that piled up on both of us, and there were a lot of stressful moments. Um, it could have been a lot worse, 
we're still together. We've been together for six years now. Uh, at- yeah, it's weird that I, to me, like, yes, it has felt like six years, but also in my mind, it's like, I mean, that's not a huge amount of time in my eye. And partly that's because I see her and my relationship as being forever. So like six years is fine. Six years is not much in terms of forever. In the scope of things. I was going to say, Jules, six years is like a quarter of your life right now. And I just realized how old I am anyway, even though I'm the youngest here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always have that weird realization. Um, but yeah, that was that. And I wouldn't change anything of how that happened or anything afterwards, because it honestly made our relationship stronger. Like, yeah. I'm glad I came out then. I'm glad I didn't keep hiding it from her. And there were moments where she was great when I was still in the closet to my parents, because there were times where my parents were away for a weekend, and she'd come over and... I'd just be me. Like, I'd wear a skirt, I'd wear makeup, and I'd just be me. And she would, like, help me buy things, and there was a moment where my... I think it was, like, uh, we were expecting my parents to be back, to come back home late at some point, and my mom came home a couple hours earlier, and I was still in a skirt. And I... Yeah. Like, she just grabbed me, told me to give her the skirt, and then... She shoved it inside one of the covers we were, like, in the living room, which is next to the kitchen, which is next to our main hallway, which leads to the front door. So, basically, there was, like, <laughs> it was almost like, there was, like, travel time until my mum would come in through the, uh, through the hallway and figure it out. <laughs> so, she grabbed, she, I gave her my skirt, I ran into the nearest bathroom, which was between the hallway and the kitchen, she shoved the skirt into one of the kitchen uh, drawers, and basically bought time while distracting my mum as I, like, snuck out behind and went upstairs to put on some pants. That's so good. And that is, like, the moment when I realized... That's love right there. That's love. Yeah, that's when I realized, like, it was... That was a few months into everything else after after coming out to her, and that's when I realized that it's gonna be okay with her. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, that she did that she didn't have to use any sort of flowery words or empty promises that was just a pure action of love and protection right yeah um i guess then after that i had come up to uh at that point it was my parents um specifically my mom and i love my mom my mom has always been like my best friend in a lot of ways uh, Your mom's a fucking saint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's great. A uh, little bit of, well, we can get, I'll, you know, I'll get more uh, deeper into it in the family episode, but essentially my mom, because uh, I'm the youngest by 10 years in difference between my siblings, and between that time my mom had learned a lot about, like, I guess what she should do better as a parent, and with me she was very laid back and such, and when raising me, she just wanted me to be happy. She didn't push me into any roles. She was never even the sort of parent who, like, forced gender upon me. She actually let me watch whatever I wanted, play with whatever I wanted. It was everyone else's influence outside of my, my household that kind of right. pushed that on me. Um, That's nice. Yeah, like, my mom never cared if I watched Sailor Moon or played with, like, dolls and stuff. She didn't care as long as I was just happy. Um, right. So... Yeah, uh, and after a certain point, like, when I started becoming more, like, um, knowledgeable about issues and such, and when my mom and I reached a point when I was, like, a, you know, late teenager, around 
around the time I was graduating from high school, we were more comfortable talking about like politics or economics or like just what it's like in this generational difference between her and me. Because even though we're like almost siblings in a way, despite there being like fucking 35 years of difference in age, there's also like we realize that we came from different backgrounds and stuff and we were happy to talk about that a lot and we spent a lot of time with each other. So. Uh, it was during one of these times when uh, we were just chatting about, like, oh, you know, people say, you know, like, you know, older generations always say that y- the younger generation doesn't get it, and they, you know, they don't understand, and then we both had the same uh, philosophy of, like, no, actually, it's it's been the same, no matter what. It's always been this way. Older generations just always feel like that about younger generations, through any, like, cultural lens. And yeah, she then mentioned out of nowhere that if there was anything regarding my sexuality agenda that I could always just come to her because that was always her policy. She would never pry. If she ever noticed anything, she would never bring it up. She would, she took on a policy later in life that whatever her kids felt comfortable talking about, she would let them come to her. And unless she detected like any immediate sense of danger, then she would step in. And I think that was a moment where she was just, you know, letting me know a door was open. Yeah. And when she said mm-hmm. that, we went in the kitchen, I just fell silent immediately, and she knew something was up, and she just looked me in the eye, and... and <laughs> yeah. And she, well, yeah, because with that reaction... Because, <laughs> duh. Yeah, yeah. And she just looked me in the eye, and she said, Jules, do you actually need to talk about something? And I immediately burst into tears. And... Yeah, I immediately told her everything, that I realized... I'm different, but also still the same person, and that I was figuring out all, figuring out all this stuff, and I didn't know where I would land in terms of medically transitioning or anything, and I was still figuring out my identity, but essentially that, at the time when I was, at, it was at that point I was still identifying as uh, genderqueer non-binary, like, very, right. or very much like gender fluid, I was still very much attached to my male identity. Yep. And I basically just, like, it's really funny because, like, I'm a full foot taller than her, so it's just me, like, hugging her, but also <laughs> crying into her shoulder, like, trying to, like, kneeling yeah. down a bit, and also just telling her that she might also have a daughter along with a son. Yeah. Oh. And. So sweet. Yeah, she was great. She's been great about damn near everything regarding that, and, um, the funny thing was, uh, at that point, um, I then like I snapped out of it briefly to ask her, "How's my stepdad? How's, how's my stepdad gonna take this?" And I love my stepdad a bit. He's, as far as I'm concerned, my dad. And yeah, but he's also a bit old-fashioned in a lot of ways. Um, like he's gone a lot. He's gone a lot better. And I attribute part of that to the fact that he um had his youngest daughter on uh his side of the family come out as gay to him a couple years before that. And I think he did a lot of learning in that period of time. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> uh, my mom just, like, immediately hand-waved and said, I'll take care of it. And Aww, I brought up that's great. my older sister, who I'm close with, but she lives in the UK, and we don't talk much, but her and I, our relationship is very much distant helps us, because I think we just grew up too close to each other, and 
she was kind of like my second mom because she was 10 years older than me and had to take care of me and stuff as a kid. Yeah. So it, that's fine. That's We've worked out our dynamic and stuff, but I brought her up as well. My mom said she'll take care of that as well. And that was just my mom's way of making sure that I didn't have to put myself through this again. Yeah, like, that's sweet. Multiple times with family like that. Um, but yeah, um, that turned out really well. And Good. after that was my best friend, and I've known him since I was ten. Yeah, he's basically my brother. And yeah, the funny thing was at that point, um, he had he was overseas, and I had asked to Skype with him as we normally do, and I told him that there was something really important I needed to like, just get off my chest and reveal to him, and it was very urgent that I talked with him. Yeah. And then he called, we were having small talk at first, and then just before I could reveal it, his internet cut out. <laughs> and then he got really worried, because he thought I was going to tell him I was dying of some terminal illness. <laughs> he was really fucking scared. Um, I'm dying of the estrogen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm dying of a new illness it's called the genders. I've got testosterone poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, there's a yeah. cure. It's experimental and there's not much known about yeah, it, but it we can fix it. <laughs> um, no, but luckily he was able to like get onto his... Uh, he turned on mobile like data roaming for me and stuff, and he got back to me, and I was oh, able to tell wow. him. And... He, ha- both when I told him this time and then when I, like, properly, like, was myself with him for the first time in person, he had the biggest fucking non-reaction. And I'm still kind of pissed at him for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I told him and he just went, oh, thank God, I thought you were fucking dying or something. Okay, this is easy. <laughs> and then, like, when we first met up again, like... yes. I, mean, I think you remember this story because I talk about I love it all the this time. story. I like you know, for all intents and purposes, dressed up. I didn't do anything extravagant, but I actually put in the effort of putting on makeup and like wearing the nicer casual clothes that I had and stuff. And I was really excited to like basically spend time with my brother as his sister, essentially. And then I was waiting for him, waiting for him. He turns up and he goes, "Okay, let's go. Let's head out." I'm like, "Wait, what the fuck, dude?" <laughs> And then, like, no sold you. And, and then, like, while we're having coffee, I just, like, grabbed his arm and went, Jason, word of advice if you go on a date with a girl next time, <laughs> compliment her fucking appearance when you see her. It's not hard. <laughs> you doofus. You moron. You fool. Yeah, kind of. Like, fucking idiot. Oh, just. I love him the bits, but I hate him as well sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, then I came out years later after, this is like after I'd started, you know, hormones, this is like early this year, actually. Um, yeah. Cause there was still a period where I still hadn't come out to a lot of people and I realized, no, fuck it. I've got to actually do this. I've got to pull the trigger at some point, especially if that I've just started hormones, uh, you know, a month ago at this point and at that point, a lot of things had changed me in regards to just my life. Yeah. And I pulled the trigger in telling my manager at work. And I fucking struck gold because my manager is like the one cis lady in her group of friends. <laughs> Your manager is also a saint. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just told her. Like, I sat, I like, uh, had a 
private moment with her in her office. I just sat down, and I was like, hey, um, I need to tell you something. And I stalled about it for a couple of minutes, and she just went, just, just out with it, just say it, it's fine, safe space, you can tell me. And I just went, yeah. I'm transitioning at the moment, um, and I want to actually be out at work. And she hugged me, she took my name tag, and she immediately peeled off Julian, and immediately printed out a new one that said Jules on it. And she started sorting out everything with uh, head office and basically, like, made, like, told me that we'll take it at my pace. I can come out when I want to to the rest of my coworkers. She can handle that herself if if need be, if I don't want to go through that. And I told her I'd think about it and I'd get back to her. And I then just told her, like, a day later in a text, like, I'm going to come out on Facebook. And I did. And I'd done the whole thing of pruning my friends list before and making, like, a... Essentially a block mute list for certain people who I don't yeah. want to defriend, yeah. who I don't want to draw that attention towards, but who just can't know about this yet. Yep. And that's primarily my girlfriend's family, uh, who still kind of knows, kind of doesn't. It's weird. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I... I was going to say, I wish I had a fucking manager half as good. Yeah. <laughs> fucking mine still calls me sir. Oh, fuck off. That uh, sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, um, I had basically done that and came out and I got an amazing response in general. Um, funnily enough, from a lot of like people from my high school who I didn't really consider to be all that knowledgeable about social issues, but they were great. And I got one message from my best, my old, my previous best friend when I was still in kindergarten because I moved a lot as a kid. And yeah, he was like my best friend from kindergarten to like year five. I'd say. Nice. nice. And he just told, he basically uh, made a comment on the status, like saying, we haven't talked in ages and this, this only comes as a surprise because of that. But I remember seeing you as a brother when we were kids, but I'm happy to have gained a sister. Oh, man. And yeah, he was great about that and everyone was wonderful. And then all my coworkers were like, so happy to hear about this. And immediately started asking how the hell, it, you know, again, asking me for hair care tips and stuff straight away. <laughs> it fucking I mean, happened to every single time. you've got the best hair, Jules. What was that? You've got the best hair. It's, it's good hair, I'm not gonna lie. It's alright. Like, it's very good hair. I'm, I'm blessed in that regard. Um, And then, in a lot of regards, to be honest. And then I had... The next day I was coming to work was my shift. So I prepared, I'd gotten a skirt, I'd also gotten a new uniform shirt for my manager and everything and I came in and immediately like, I'm so lucky that at my work the majority of them are some of the nicest women I've ever met and all of them just like gave me a hug everyone who was on the shift at that point just gave me a hug and congratulated me and stuff um, that's adorable there was one hilarious moment where one of the co one of my coworkers who doesn't have Facebook who didn't see the status, uh, she was rust on it as well, and I was already in a skirt at that point, and she just walked in and saw me, and she went, okay, are we pulling a joke at this, are we, is this something that's going on, like, <laughs> and I told her just check in with man my manager upstairs, and everyone's actually a little worried about her, because she's very Catholic, but then, no, she's actually been the best out of the bunch, because, like, no, great, like, she mm -hmm. came down, she gave, like, she didn't give me a hug in the back, she, like, I was out in the middle of the shop, shop floor, and she just like, bear hugged me in front of, like, all our customers and stuff. Aw. Oh, that's great. And, 
I have to remind myself about all those good experiences I've had coming out in person, because I'm still, like I said, half in the closet. I'm not out in a lot of ways. I'm not out to my extended family past my parents and my sister. Yeah. Um, I recently came back from a trip to Hong Kong to see my grandmother on my mom's side and my aunt and uncle and his family, and I'm not out to them. And immediately the questions began of, why is your hair so long? Oh, you dress a little differently. Oh, you know. Right. We haven't yeah. seen you in so long. What's up? What's changed? It's been like, oh boy. Like, <laughs> oh boy, let me tell you. You, you just kind of go like, well, nothing really. I, like my, I'll say this, my breasts were barely hidden under that compression sports bra. <laughs> and like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, my, my hair was tied back in a bun or a ponytail all times. And every day I stood in front of the mirror in like a t-shirt and jeans looking like the most feminine, like most confusing looking art student. Like, the sort of <laughs> right. person you'd see on, on, like, an art school campus go, I actually can't tell what gender they are. And, like, just looking yeah. in the mirror and going, how the fuck am I getting away with being a boy to my family? How the hell right. have they not guessed at this point? Yeah. And, That's a common question, it seems. Yeah. Um, and then, also, to my girlfriend's family, I'm not out, and her, like, her parents know, but and I don't go over to her house anymore and because they don't really want to acknowledge it and they kind of understand that and I, her mum's getting better about it I think she's reading up about Maybe. stuff I think, she'll, I think she'll come around first um yeah some of her aunts and uncles know and weirdly enough they've been really nice about it whenever they've in private talked with her about me they actually use the right pronouns or at the very least default okay. to neutral pronouns and yeah. they call me Jules now which is really nice and I have hope that her family will come around. The problem is she's got a lot of family and she's close with all yeah. of them. So it's like, like every time I've gone with her to Christmas to see her family, it's like at least 60 people. Jesus. That's like, too many. That's like, oh, yeah, that's 90% of that is local. Not, okay. So it's like, Oh my fucking God. <laughs> like, God. Oh, that's, and yeah. Um, okay. We should, we should pop over to Ashley soon. Actually, I've taken up too much time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to add at the end there, Jules? Uh, again, I had great moments coming out online to like you guys and my friends and stuff, and I recently went back and saw my original coming out post on the forums we all share, and yeah. that yeah. was primarily hilarious because my friend at the time, who's now my boyfriend as well, actually basically in his own dorky way hit on me. After that post. Oh, yeah. And he... <laughs> Who didn't? He, well, he didn't remember that, and I quoted him back to him, <laughs> and he just went, how the fuck did we both not realize we were into each other? Got the receipts, motherfucker. God, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I basically made a, like, private call-out post to my boyfriend. Anyway, that's... <laughs> but that's been the nice moment of, like, going back and realizing and being able to reminisce that I've had great moments coming out, and I hope I'll still have that luck in the future. Yeah. Okay, Ashley. Um, so, yeah, I did the whole online uh, post first. And I'll talk about that because that actually does become important later on. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like oh, I God. made... Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is... <laughs> I, I was listening to you and Molly. I'm like, man, mine, mine's going to be much more of a bummer. Yeah. I got some bummers. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so I made a post on Tumblr, and I think I talked about this on the last episode, but at first I was like, 
hey, I don't, like, I just know I'm not cis. Yeah. You know, I, I have something going on with my gender. I'm not exactly sure what. And then, like, a week, or like not maybe even a week later, like a day later, I was like... 48 hours tops. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm a girl. Uh, and, at, like, so I made a post on, like, Twitter, and I changed uh, my usernames everywhere because they were a kind of gendered username. Uh, and I made a post on, we've talked about it a bunch, the, the shared form we went on. Because, uh, like, it was, like, that day was, like, trans day of visibility. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so I made a post about that. Um, and then uh, I remember the first person I came out to that, like, I wasn't sure was someone, like, you know, like, was an online person that I was pretty sure would be cool about it. Because, you know, most of my f- friends were, by that point, you know, trans or new enough trans people who I knew they would be cool about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, was I called uh, my best friend uh, since kindergarten. And I distinctly remember it was the day after WrestleMania 31. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you were dying now? It wasn't the day after, it was the night of. Okay. Yeah. WrestleMania 31 had just ended, and I was going to call him so that I could uh, set up... Like, I was like, I need to talk to you in person about something. And uh, by that... And like when I said that, he's like, well, now I'm interested. What is this about? And I said, like, I said, like, listen, I just think this is something I should tell you in person. And eventually, like, we had a conversation. Eventually, I just said, like, hey, I'm a girl. I'm transgender. And he's like, okay. That, you know, like... I'll, you know, that I'll support you and everything. And uh, then immediately, like, I got off, and I, I was crying by that point, because, you know, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I got on Skype, and, like, this call maybe took about, like, 30 minutes, an hour. So, to the people I was, like, in Skype with, who are all wrestling fans, and maybe just seemed like I went somewhere to, like, get f- food or something. And so I came back, and I'm like, they can hear, like, it in my voice. And they're like, oh, are you okay? Like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I've just been crying. And someone goes, oh, you're real happy Seth Rollins won the championship, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, yes, but also this. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong, um, but also. And so it was maybe a month later that I woke up and I... It's, it's, it's one of those things... Like, I woke up super early for me. It's, like, almost one of those things where, like, my body knew that something was about to happen. I don't know if any of you ever Say feel that one that. more time? Like, my bo- I woke up early because it felt like my body, like, oh, no, you need to be up for this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I know like what you're talking about. Yeah. Th- this thing that you don't know is coming. Yeah. Uh, I got a call uh, from my mother. And she said, I think there's something we need to talk about. I said, I think there is. And so I didn't get to really come out to my parents. They knew because they had checked my internet presence. Jeez, your parents the fucking uh, (sighs) fine. Uh, I I, I'm pretty sure my mom listens this, so yeah. I'm just gonna listen, mom. You can cut that out. uh, It's fine. I'm gonna say what I want to say about you, and hey, this that's your. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing to do. It's that that I don't. 
We've talked about it, but I, I still don't think that was an okay thing to no. do. No, yeah. definitely not. No. Especially because like, I was like, I was already making plans to tell them by the end of that week. Even if you already know, you do not force somebody to come out you to you. You do not bring it up. It's just, yeah. Like, if I'd gone over and said, like, hey, if you want to talk about anything to us ever, like, just tell me. Like, kind of how your mom did Jules. Like, I would have been fine with well, that. Well, even if, like, you would come out to them and then they mentioned that, like, they'd known because they'd seen it before, that's less bad in a lot that's of ways. That's way less bad. Because, like, God. Um, and so I, like, drove over uh, to my parents' house and I got there and they were like, okay, like, what do you want to tell us? And my mom had asked me a few times before if I was gay. Mm-hmm. Technically. <laughs> Technically correct. I, I would always use the phrase, I don't like men. Yeah. Mm. That's a good way of putting it. Because that way, yeah, I am being honest. Yes. But it's in this kind of backwards way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was always good enough for her, so. Um, I got there and I said, okay. I'm transgender. I, you know, I'm a woman. I. This is how I've felt a long time now. Uh, and like you know, like that. That's just this, that's the situation. That is. That's not going to change. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was a tough conversation. It was a really, really tough conversation. Um. We uh, there were some things that were said uh, by my parents that were I'm sure out of uh, ignorance uh, that really hurt me. Yeah. Even if it's fucking out of ignorance, it just hurts so bad. It hurts so bad, and that's something I kind of wanted to talk about. Something I've been thinking a lot about the whole process of like the idea of coming out is. When you come out, especially to people you've been around for so long, there's part of you that wants an apology. Yeah. You're, like, the the expectation for coming out is that people accept you. Like, that is the best case scenario. And right. what I always kind of find what I want is an apology. Just, I, I for so many hurtful things they've said that, you know, they didn't know... But it just it hurt me so bad. Yeah, it's just it's just like an apology for being, like, for letting the world let us become this way. I guess in a way, like where we're always talking shit about what we aren't. Yeah, you know that's the thing. Like you've you say so many ignorant and hurtful things over time without you know maybe without even realizing what they are. Yeah, but it's still it's still fucking awful. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, uh, like, there was some stuff where they'd obviously read stuff about this, um, which, you know, I, I did appreciate that. There was a moment where, uh, well, there was a moment where my mom asked me what type of porn I watched. Oh, jeez. Great! I, look! <laughs> God! That's, like, the wor- and, most awkward way phrase that <laughs> well mom and like I, I told her and then like wait 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 what did you tell me? Yeah, I said I, well, 
I said I, I watch porn with lesbians. Okay, okay. 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 I was to say you didn't like, start giving her like links to Pornhub and stuff. Like. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Uh, and, it, and like, so like my mom was like, "What's well, so, like? What does that make you?" And my dad's like, "Well, it's, she's a lesbian." Yeah. Plus, your dad huh. right there. Um. And so I. And I also got questions about, well, my dad asked me, like, so, like, uh, you know, like, what are your thoughts on surgery and stuff? Which is the way better way than, like, hey, what's up with your dick? Yeah. 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 What's your dick situation, brah? <laughs> brah. Brah. Um, and then, and again, I'm, I, actually, I'm not going to say I'm sorry for picking my mom because, well, she said these things. These were things she said. And, th- you know, that's it. Uh, yeah. She said, uh, well, you know, I, I forgot she said there, she, or he is keeping their dick. Great. Rad. As a declarative statement. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, obviously. Yeah. Duh. And so, yeah, that, that was a whole, like, that was about probably like an hour two-hour conversation, and it just emotionally wiped me. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, like... I remember this happening. Yeah. Because I just, like, posted on, like, Twitter, like, just got a call, my parents know. Yeah, yeah I remember... and I was terrified. Yeah, I think all of us mm. went into, like, panic mode for you, like... I-, I definitely, like, started going, like, I had told some people, and I'd even had some bad situations there. Yeah. Uh, where... As after I told someone, I was like, "Listen, like here's the thing," and then they started talking about themselves. Uh, yeah, could we not? About like, well, like when I, you know, came out as bisexual, like this happened. No, and I'm like, okay, okay, like that's cool, cool story. That's yeah. Like I was there for you when that happened. Like, can you be here for yeah. me in this moment? <laughs> um, I don't talk to that person anymore. That's fair. Uh, yeah, for the best. And so I was trying to think. What, uh, I was as I was driving over. I'm like, well, I'm trying to think of places where I could stay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Honestly, that's where I was. Yeah. No, fair enough. Um. And so you know, uh, eventually I came out to work. I, I came out to. I had a friend at work who you know, like the person I was kind of closest to at work, and I told them, and they kind of didn't get it for months. Good. Uh-huh. Um, and eventually, I told my boss, and I always remember what they said immediately after what she said, and which was, "You didn't seem the type." <laughs> Wait, <laughs> on what's in, the type? In regards to what? Like, I, I, I'm assuming she because I even now I don't dress super feminine. No, no, right. you're very much a pastel like tomboy. The pastel bush. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I'm guessing that's what, like, oh, uh, when you think of people who are transgender, or let's be real here, drag queens. Yep. They're always effeminate gay men. That's the, that is the mental image people have. That's the mental image I had. Yeah. And so, like, now my mental image is, like, punk trans girl. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like... Now your mental image is punk tracer. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, and 
I, I, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of friends. Yeah. Uh, well, let me finish with work first. Uh, I, so at work, I have been out for maybe about a year, and I, everything is still the same. I still got the name, same name tag, same everything. Mm. Uh, same thing in the schedule, like in the like the sign-in schedule. Uh, a lot of people still call me he him. Uh, I still get called my dead name on a regular basis there. Um, the the probably the worst experience at work was it, like I uh, they did change my name on like the printout schedule, which I did appreciate, but yeah. also that's. It's not enough. It's not That's enough. It's also such a weird thing that they keep everything else, but just change that only. Well, like, so that's printed out every gotcha. week. So I'm guessing just the person who does that is like is feels good enough about me to change that. Yeah. 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 But so that changed, and and also it's still Ash. It's not Ashley. Mm. That's not the. That's not it. That's not like. And I no. don't. I don't mind Ash. I like when people call me Ash. I yeah. think it's a good nickname. It's just you it's know when they it's use it like for people who have yeah. gotten to know you, not for your like official work printout and stuff. When they use it, it's an avoidance. Yes, it's definitely an avoidance thing. Yeah, and uh, like right when I came, like when that happened, I, you know, it was a very small victory, but I felt good about it. Yeah. And I immediately got cornered by uh, someone at work who, uh, you may remember this. Yep. Uh, said that um, I'm a nice guy and girls are looking for nice guys and I shouldn't throw this that away. And that mm. people like me end up dead. Yep. Um... And yeah, but like, like I was saying, I lost a lot of friends. That first person I called, the first person I came out to, no longer talks to me. Yeah. Um, I came out to someone, uh, another friend that I've had since like early, like middle school, actually. Called them. They said they'll never understand it and never talk to them again. Great. Um, I've I did the whole. I came out on Facebook, and I. Uh, like, I came out to my extended family, who are mostly super conservative, but I couldn't come out to certain members. Yeah. Uh, and I finally, like, just said, like, listen, I can't do this on Facebook anymore. I need to come out to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did the thing where I, um, you know, did the calling, and I was surprised by some people. I was... Okay. I, I Good got, way or bad way? Bad way. Oh, yep. I got some real negative comments, and that was when... I had my first uh, encounter with uh, a large amount of Twitter harassment. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because they thought that I was you for a while too. Yeah, I caught I caught a little bit of it, but I was like, "That's weird." Um, and but then I, I got people who would take would find old photos of me and stuff through Facebook and post them at me. What oh, the fuck, God. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of, like, super feel-good no, stories. Don't, no, don't apologize no. whatsoever. I you don't have to apologize for that. that. Yeah. God. And, like, it still feels better. It still feels so much better yeah. to be on this other side. Yeah. But I just... 
like, you know, like, uh, when I was hearing from people, like, oh, you're going to lose a lot of friends. And I was like, I, I know my friends. I, it'll be hard for some of them, but I'll get, we'll get through this. And it turns out some of them don't get, don't get through it. Yeah. Some of them just find it easier to throw you to the side than to try to understand you. And, um, I, the, the first dude, like, I, I knew him since kindergarten. And that really hurt. That really hurt. Yeah. Hey, wild card, I was the first to cry. That was weird. <laughs> didn't expect that. If it makes you feel better, I was tearing up during my stories, but I didn't. Okay. I didn't let that be known. Thanks. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Coming out's rough, y'all. It's coming out's rough, yeah. and I... The one of the weird things is, like, when people do that, when people throw you to the, the side kind of thing, is I want to see them again just to, like... Like, fucking stare them in the eye, just... Yeah, you you want you want them to like have to acknowledge it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We got some questions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's do okay. that. Let's do that. Let's just move on. Um, I will say that coming out of work for me fucking sucked. Yeah, still sucks. Continues to suck. Um, yeah, no. They refused to change the name on my email. They, my coworker's super nice about it, and she's—I don't think she's ever fucked up once. Um, my boss fucks up multiple times a week. People I work with fuck up every day, every day. Um, but yeah, like coming out's rough. Yeah. Um, let's let's yeah let's do the questions. Well, actually, the first question we have uh, from Cute's Princess. Yep. Uh, says. For those of you uh, who have, how did you handle coming out at work? <laughs> also, when, it, when in your transitioning process did you come out at work? Since I'm looking to start on hormones soon. Uh, the question is looming on my mind right now. Um, I'm going to jump on this one since I was just talking Go about it. Um, I came out to my boss um, got a month and a half after I started my new job up in Seattle. Um, and he told me he knew something was up since I moved for no fucking reason. <laughs> Um, and I came out to him, um, and he seemed super cool about it, um, and then somehow word got out from HR down to my old job, Mm. where they didn't know, and that was a source of stress for a good while, because if people are just telling everyone, that's a little bit rough. Yeah. Um... But, uh, yeah, so it was, so total for me transition-wise, I came out just before I had been on hormones for a year. Um, I don't think it matters when you come out at work, as long as you can talk to your boss about it, um, as long as you know that people are going to be okay. Um, and you know what, even if you know people aren't going to be okay, you might just have to do it just for your own mental health. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, just be safe. Yeah. Like, that's that's the number one thing. Make sure you have an exit, I guess, is my strategy. Yeah, I definitely look into that. And also look into specifically 
your company's policies and state laws as well regarding yes. like that. Because I'll say right now, I was always very surprised by my company. Um, like it started off in South Australia, another state in Australia, and they actually have some of the better like employment laws. And during induction, I was really shocked at how there's straight up a policy in there. At least it's written down somewhere that no one is allowed to discriminate against you based on race, sexuality, gender, or even intersex status, which I found really cool to see oh, nice. like, written down oh, nice. Nice. in official documentation. And even you don't see that often. Yeah, and even in branches like mine, which are outside of South Australia, we still under we still operate under South Australian law. So yeah. I knew even if things went bad with coworkers or even my manager. I would have that on hand. And I knew that there was a company support line and that, you know, even if I, nothing good came of it, I could still anonymously talk to someone within the company about that worst case scenario. So look into all that stuff just so you're prepared. Be prepared for any... Know your rights. Exactly. Yes, that's very important. Um, I'll say it's not all bad at work for me. There are some very nice people. Yeah. Um, especially people who are more around my age are very I cool bet, about yeah. it. Um, it. There is a like some like a half retired person who works at our library, and she is the sweetest about it. Is this the old woman? Is this, yeah, is, oh, is I love her. Asked about your other podcasts. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, cool. Um, but like for instance, the day like the like. An hour after that lady talked to me about, you know, how I'm a good guy, she came up to me and she's like, that, that was not okay. That was fucked up. <laughs> and apparently also, she, like, that lady bragged to people about that thing. About talking to me. Cool, man. <sighs> love, love the sis. Um, but also, I, do, I had just another... Little dash of badness about work. Uh, I we, I work at a government job currently, and as part of that, we have like uh, mandatory HR meetings. Right. With, oh God! With like a group of people, like just to like get you like just to like make sure you know everything. Mm-hmm. And I did one recently, and it was the first one of them I did while I was completely out, and I was actually like more femme than usual for me i was like wearing like you know very tight jeans and like a pink shirt i was shirt about to say were you just wearing and... a pink shirt like knowing you listen <laughs> were you wearing the yuri hat no we can't wear hats at work at it's work. not that uh, hat like it's got spikes and everything it's, yeah it's an amazing uh, but hat. it's an amazing hat um but like the question everyone asked is like Oh, uh, like, you know, we, like, are transgender people allowed in bathrooms? And we, my work is a curious thing where, uh, customers are, or, like, patrons are, but employees are not. What the fuck? You, uh, they would have to either use the bathroom on their birth certificate or, uh, or go to a gender-neutral bathroom. And the lady who was sitting right next to me uh, just goes, like, those freaks shouldn't even use bathrooms. We shouldn't even let them in. 
Fucking A. Yeah, I remember this one. And I basically almost burst into tears right there. <sighs> For any yeah. listeners yeah. out there who aren't, who've never suffered anything like this, who've never, who aren't part of any minority, intersectional or not, who have never understood this, this is why we get so fucking angry and so fucking upset about this stuff. And it's, it's a thing where she thought she was in a place where no one... That's, like, that's yeah, some that's weird... the thing. You think you could say yeah, that like, shit. Uh, yeah, just... Because, like, the instant I, like, I managed to squeak out, like, no, like, don't say that. Uh, she's like, why? Yeah, because that's me. Because you just said I shouldn't ever use the bathroom, you piece of shit. It's funny, I thought I'd be bawling my ass at this episode, and I'm actually really fucking angry. Yeah, that's going to be the range of emotion we have on this show, is we're going to be crying or pissed. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Probably both sometimes. Or nervous laughter. Yeah, or nervous yeah. laughter. Um, next question uh, from Anonymous. Uh, what would you say are the best circumstances to come out? I've been closet for years, and waiting until graduate until I graduate and move out to be myself, but it drives me crazy some days, so I could use some advice. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's never a good yeah, time. There's nothing. There's, not, there's never perfect scenario. The, it's like a breakup. Yeah, the best time is when you're doing it. Like, that's it. Because it's the only time the, you can come out is when you're doing it right then and there. The, the best time to do it is when you can't take it anymore. Like, uh, the ideal time is before that. Yes. But the best time... <laughs> Is when you have to. Yeah. That's... I wish I could have come out after I left. I wish I could have just left and then said, by the way, my name's Molly, bye. That was not the case. I couldn't do it. I can't. You can't. I mean, you might be able to. But for the most part, it, I guess it just depends on how long you can deal. It, it, it is 100% like a endurance test. Yeah. It's a very personal question. Of when should I do this? Because, you know, I, I would need to know your entire situation to give you, like, solid advice. Like, I need to know your work situation. What's up with your friends? How's your family? All of those things factor in. How, how long can you stand it? And also, like, what stages of coming out? Like, are you coming out to friends? Are you just coming out to people who yeah, you know what, will, what do, do you will want be okay to do? with it? Yeah. Um, just, you could always do a test run. <laughs> You could, if you have a friend, you know who's gonna be okay. And I say that knowing that Ashley just said that she thought she had a friend who she thought was gonna be okay, knowing that that didn't go well. Like, it's God, it's terrible. But that's stuff you have to think you about. Really have like, to be prepared for that risk. Like anything it, can happen. And that's not to yeah, that's I not think, to scare anyone off. That really is like you take risks and yeah. precautions every single day of your life. This is one of them. You should also like factor in. Yeah, and I have grown. I, I will say again. I, I just because I'm me, I feel bad for only saying like my like my awfulest experiences, but I have a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's your coming out yeah. experience. Like, uh, there are people who I have become such closer friends because they accepted me with such open arms. Yeah, and you know because and it feels weird to say, but like. Because I didn't have people I used to be able to rely on, I began to rely on them and talk to them, and they would begin to rely on me and talk to me. Yeah. And that made us better friends. Absolutely. Um, next one. We got more. 
Um, this one I, I saw and I got very excited to talk about it because it's something uh, I want to talk about anyway. Yeah. Uh, from another anonymous, uh, do you ever worry that you're not being trans enough? I worry a lot about not presenting enough to call people out on. Uh, I worry a lot about not presenting enough to call people out on dead naming me or using my wrong pronouns. And yes, constantly. God, that's a that's a thing. That's that just becomes part of any daily insecurities you may have, unfortunately. Um, I don't struggle with that one very much. I, I did at the at the start, and now that I'm here, I don't worry about it as much anymore. But that might just be me. I mean, yeah, again, it's a very personal thing. Like, yeah, and it depends on a number of personal factors. Um, for myself, yeah, I worried a lot because I may have come out before either of you two, but I wasn't taking hormones, and I was constantly wondering if I was trans enough, even though I was, and I'll also. For the longest time, our group of friends are the only ones still holding on to male pronouns. And I still see myself as non-binary, and honestly, one of the biggest issues I have now is actually, do I see myself as non-binary enough? Because, like, I'm extremely femme, and... Yes, you like, are. You're very But femme. also, I realize, fuck it. Like, no one sets... There's no universal standard for that. I can still be non-binary and femme, and also see myself as a trans woman, and identify as a woman. And yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, and for myself as well. Like, just this is just a personal thing with like our group of friends. How many of us are trans women and gay? And me realizing that I'm also bisexual and to men was me going, "Am I trans enough?" Because I like men as well. Yeah, yeah. And then on like. A physical level at work, because I deal with, I work in retail, I deal with customers all the time. I wonder, am I being like, like out enough? Because I still get, you know, misgendered by customers. I'm thinking, do I, am I not doing the right thing? And part of me also worries, again, on a very personal level, am I trans enough? Because sometimes people just forget that I'm trans and then think it's okay to say stuff. I'm like, no. You need to consider what you're actually saying, and they forget, because they just see me like any other woman now, and it's like, well, no, but you also do have to consider the fact that I am trans, because that's a very important part of my identity. I don't want to ever get rid of that. I don't want to... I don't want to just blend into the background as much as, you know, that would be nice sometimes, because... Because they're erasing part of you when they do that. Because I have that issue... I've had that issue as well for my entire life being Chinese as well, like... I don't want to be like one of the other people. I just want people to also recognize, hey, I'm also not white. Can you fucking like just re- like understand that as well? Yeah, can you acknowledge yeah. that? And yeah. that should inform people's interactions with you. So, yeah, I totally get where this question asked is coming from in regards to, yeah, it's natural to feel that way because that's just anxiety in regards to being, you know, part of a persecuted minority, to be honest. And... It's okay. Like, um, that's just something you deal with or overcome or however you may put it. And again, that's a very um, personal and, thing. Yeah, and, and again, just to talk very personally, like, you know, as someone who works uh, in a place where I interact with customers, and, and it, you know, as someone who, we joke about it a bunch here, but as just as more butch. Yeah. Um, that's something I deal with a lot, which is like, am I being 
like almost a good representative of trans people because for a lot of people I'm the only trans person they know. I think you might be the best representative out of the three of us because you're doing something different. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I mean, for trans people. Yeah, I, I, I think I, representative wise to like the general public, it's way tougher. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I can understand what you're saying there, uh, but like. It's it's a weird feeling to have, yeah. personally for me. And there would definitely be times where I am talking to a customer that I will. This will be the only time I see them, and I won't. I'll they'll go like, oh, what's your name? And I'll just go, it's Ash. I won't say it's Ashley. Yeah. Or I like if they'll call me sir or call me he. I just I don't have the the spoons. I don't have the. The, the wherewithal to just go, actually, I'm a girl. Yeah. I've only recently had that, like, been able to actually correct a customer once so far, and luckily that went well. But yeah, I completely understand, like, you just don't have the energy, and like you said, spoons to actually do that sometimes, a lot of the time, to be honest. Yeah, it, it's a, cause that's always a really, because you don't know how that situation's gonna go, and that may be, like, a, like, huge explanation to that person of here's what I am that you know here's how I got to this point here's how here's what I'm doing yes you can yes please don't talk about my dick <laughs> please don't talk about our dicks or anything it's else it's the other... tagline of this fucking show like, don't... can we make buttons for it god <laughs> my mom wants to make buttons so, like, for the show cakes. and I don't think I can make that button for her why not my mom's pretty cool, but she, she works in a government job a lot. I don't think she could wear that to a government job. Can we say, please don't ask about our junk? Please? <laughs> please? <sighs> Do we have any more? Um, yeah, we have one more. One more? Okay. Pulling it up. Uh, I'm in a place in my life where I could use a... Th- uh, this is from Only Exist to Follow Things on Tumblr. Okay. I'm in a place in my life where I could... Use a therapist, and I have a lot of worries about that in general. So, one question: Any advice on tell your therapist is going to be uh, just so judgmental? And I don't know how you work better. I know how you work better than you about intersections between mental health and gender issues. Research, yeah, yeah, research. Research, research your therapist. Find out what they've done in the past. Um, a lot of that stuff is online. We talk a lot as trans people uh, in general about like who's cool and who's not yeah. to go see. Um, so at some point you may want to just go find a person you know is going to be cool rather than taking a role, you know, taking a risk roll to die on, um, whether your therapist is going to be cool Weirdly or not. Really enough, a good resource um, is, honestly, there are subreddits for different areas in the world in regards to you being trans. Like, I checked... But do not venture outside. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I checked personally, like, you know, slash Reddit, you know, slash R, you know, Sydney trans, and... Uh, that's how I actually double checked on my uh, the psychiatrist I was referred to in regards to getting my like HRT uh, regimen done and like yeah that's a good resource in general also yeah just look through communities ask other people if you know other trans people who have seen therapists or and they can ask their therapist even like just a lot of stuff should be public because that's kind of required for it to be public because that's how people shop around yeah. for medical professionals um, interestingly enough, like my therapist that was like just general was way better about it than my therapist that was specific to LGBT stuff. Weird. 
Yeah, I, I imagine that can happen. Yeah, that, that thing as um, well, like, yeah. Again, be prepared. You never know what you'll get with the therapist until you actually meet them and talk with them. Yeah, like, I, they definitely said, like, are you sure you're just not, you know, you know, feminine? Or are you sure you're just not a, a gay man? That's the thing as well. Like, when you see any therapist or any clinic that specializes in LGBTQI people and issues... Like, check if that therapist you're seeing is, like, specialized and has worked with trans people, particularly before. Because, again, yeah, that's yeah. an umbrella term. We're not all part of that those that acronym. Like, And there are definitely LGBT people who are not cool with the T. Yeah, no. Yeah. As we are quickly finding out recently. Oh, yeah. yeah I think we already knew. I mean, we knew, but it's just coming to a head. Um, I will say that we did have a question on Twitter that I got asked um, from Guy about experiences in therapy. Um, I haven't gone to a therapist for any of my trans stuff. I've, I have really? not been to a therapist in... Really? Wow. Um, I went to Planned Parenthood and got informed consent right. and just said, give me the goods. Yeah. Just uh, hand them over. I didn't really feel like I needed to go to a second therapist. I felt yeah. pretty good with my first yeah. therapist and yeah. I was kind of wrapping that up. Because I was like, I wasn't like, oh, we, we found the thing, but like I had already worked on a lot of mm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, and, but it was, it was at the uh, behalf of my parents, and I'm like, well, right. if they'll pay for it, then I'll go. Yeah. Right, may as well. And then about like four months into it, I was like, actually, I don't need this. Right. Like, you're wasting your money and my yeah. time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I think that pretty much covers that question anyway, so we just accidentally did that. Yep. Um, and that's all I have. Is that all you have? That's all I have. This is... the standard length, I think, is going to be what these are, about an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, do we want to plug anything? This is a less plug-heavy show, I think. Yeah. Yes. Um, Jules, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, you can find me on our other Audio Entropy Network show, The, the Digital Moncast, where I talk about... Digimon, and it's a much more light-hearted subject, even though we get, like, way wow, more vicious about... It's, look, we're nearly there. We literally were just right there at the point where Digimon actually gets good, and then we have to Are deal you with... Sure? You said that last month. Yeah. You we, said we, that, like, we, in, like, the first, like, five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> look, okay, here's the thing with Digimon. There is one really good story arc that we all have fond memories of, and that still holds up for the most part. And then after that, it's two story arcs of kind of nothingness, and then it's a season. Great. Then it's a season of bad, and then we get to an actual good season because it's not connected <laughs> to anything previously established in Digimon canon. So this is our Ooh. fucking life. Oh my god, you mad people! Look, we ugh. anyway. So that, Jules, what's your Twitter? You can find me at Gatsby Low on Twitter. Um, again, as I said in the previous episode, if you ever want to just follow me or strike up a chat with me about certain things, I'm usually very open. Again, actually ever since you compared me to a vlogger, I've kind of been having an existential crisis about <laughs> how I present myself online, because now I've been actually, like, hesitating and going, have I posted, like, 16 selfies today already? Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I have to stop myself I mean, a lot. like, I literally tweeted the other day about how I finally got to try pumpkin spice latte, and I liked it. Great. That that's a, a less well known Katy Perry song. 
Boom. <laughs> I'm getting just fucking wrecked by you today. Anyway, that's that. <laughs> I don't really have much else. Uh, you can find my previous writing on Women Write About Comics. I've been really bad about, like, sending in pitches lately, so... But I have yeah. written about, like, just gender my own familial experiences on this, so definitely check that out if you're interested. Actually, I just want to say real quick, I became an, a girl and I liked it. Boom. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you, can, you can find me at Yuri Librarian on Twitter and Tumblr with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. Again, like Jules, just contact me if you ever want to talk about anything. I always feel really good when I can do that to people and we can I can give you a bit more like d- directed advice rather than kind of the generalness of the podcast. Yeah. Um, and you can see me on a bunch of podcasts on audioentropy.com. Like, uh, let me tell you about Homestuck or Totally Repressed. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly. Um, I, with a Y-E-R. Um, out of the three of us, I'm probably the most apprehensive about strangers. Um, so you can try to chat with me, but I might be scared. Um, otherwise, I don't think I have anything else to really plug right now. Um, I think that yeah, fuck. I think that's just all I'm gonna say for this. You, I do shows with Ashley. <laughs> Everything's on audio entropy. Just go listen to our shit. Um, I think that's it. Is that yeah. it? Yeah, I'll try to get this on iTunes soon. Yeah, I think we can do that. I think with two episodes we can do that. Yeah, too. we can try anyway. Yeah, we may as well give it a anyway. shot. I'll also just quickly um, say uh, we do actually have a uh, donate link on Audio Entropy. We're not yes. we're like we're not going to hound people for any donations. We're just happy people listening to us. I found out that the Digital Moncast has like over five hundred subscribers, which is kind of messed up, but I love it. Um, so <laughs> even that just makes us really happy to hear that we've got like loyal subscribers, which is, which people is who listen. great, and yeah. listeners, and like that's amazing. But you know, every little bit, of course, helps and such, and we're always happy that people are happy to listen to us, and we've also got uh, our Twitch channel, Video Entropy, which we're yes, hoping to start yes, stuff we've up just started soon. using. Yes. Yeah, um, we, we, we don't still know kind of what that's going to be. We did a live episode of Let Me Tell You About Homestuck on that. We did a live three episodes. Oh, that went on forever. I woke up and I, it's only six. Listen, it's only six and a half hours. I woke fine. up and then you and you two like basically started. And when you finished, I was having lunch. Like that's how much time it started. <laughs> and like, but yeah, um, definitely check that out in the future. By the time this episode comes out, you'll hopefully have seen that we've done some stuff with uh, uh, Jackbox Party Pack. Um, and also, I'm hoping to start a civilization game with multiple people that we want to continue on and. Yes make sort of like a weird series out of we'll see i want to do that i want to do that so bad um anyway we should wrap this up yep um is there are there any last words um just remember you can always be you yeah forget